Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast all about the pandemic and things that are adjacent to the pandemic. Uh, my name is Tom, and it's June 10th, 2021, and I am not an expert, but I am hungry. <laughs> all right. I'm Rat, and for me also, it's June 10th, 7.02 p.m., and I'm not hungry. Mm, yeah, I haven't had dinner yet. Um, don't know what I'm going to have. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. I don't know if we've uh, recorded in this exact scenario before, but um, my dog Lila is in my closet hiding mm. because we have a flash flood warning and she feels it. Uh, so She feels the warning. She feels it. So, yeah. That's fine. I'm sure she's a welcome guest. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, what have you been up to? Um, many things. But most importantly, I have some cicada news. Ooh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> I haven't explored this uh, cicada news as I do a lot of articles my parents give me about cicadas. But sometimes it's just like the headline's enough, you know? Mm. Um, and the headline for this cicada news was, Cicadas took on Biden's press plane. They won. Wow. And I just, I didn't feel the need to read any further about it. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Cicadas have won. They won. So yeah, we've still got um, a fair amount of cicadas where I am. They're having a good time and they're very loud. Yeah, I haven't seen or heard cicadas where I am. Yeah. And sometimes I will hear them or see them in, you know, in the Northeast. But um, I don't know, I guess right now I'm living in an area that isn't very, like, wooded which I guess is probably where they'd be more likely to be. Like, I don't live in a place with lots of trees and nature, so maybe that's why. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense to me because um, even where I am from, like, street to street, newer, like, housing developments where they've dug up the dirt a lot, uh, they don't have as many cicadas. Nice. No, not nice. (laughs) It's... (laughs) Well, Okay. (laughs) I mean, it depends. Yeah. It depends on the kind of person. I but guess. yeah, we can, <laughs> I'll let there be some spaces out there with uh, no cicadas and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's nice for, for Joe Biden if you've got a plane that you need to fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I have like a topic that I want to talk about and that is masks. What's the deal with masks? Um, wh- <laughs> where Where are we at with masks? How are we feeling about masks? Are we wearing them? Are we not wearing them? Are we wearing two of them? Are you wearing more than two of them? Are you wearing none none of them? That is that is my topic. Thoughts? Thoughts on masks? <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts on masks. Um yeah, I'm still wearing masks when I am like out and about, no longer wearing the double mask because I'm not working a job. But yeah, there have been times when I am with people who I know and we've all been vaccinated or i guess my family who have young children who haven't been vaccinated Mm. that i don't wear masks around but yeah a lot of places state by state not mask mandates but like most people where i am like in the random public spaces inside will wear masks still Mm. where i am i'm noticing the reverse i'm noticing that people in stores like when I went grocery shopping most recently, there were some people in masks, but most people were not wearing masks. Yeah. Um, I ended up wearing a mask on that occasion, but, and I'm not sure how I feel. Like, I think. I was going to ask. Yeah. People, I mean, 
I don't know, case numbers have been getting lower and lower, including around here. And I think that there is much less of a risk of transmission than there was before. So I, I guess I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. It feels yeah. I don't know. I I, I realize there has to come a point where um where we're ready to to go completely mask off. And I guess a lot of people have have arrived at that point. But I don't know. For me, it just feels strange. We we've been informed also that when when I return to the office, which is apparently going to be in August, they anticipate that we will not be required to wear masks. And they say that people who have not been vaccinated will be strongly encouraged to wear masks. But um, yeah, I, I've just been, you know, I've gotten an email from the from the university where I work telling us that like, you know, classroom capacity, meeting room capacity, they fully expect it to be all just back to normal. Yeah, I guess I have maybe a, like mild feelings, if all at all, about it, because I it will be like a habit. I think I will continue to adopt like if I have a bad allergy day, I will continue to wear a mask or if I'm just not feeling like making faces at people uh, mm. for the rest of my life, you know, I'll probably have like masks with me and adopt that. But I guess just the way that it's now kind of on every business or institution, it's really weird to like ask, um, like our local library has a sign up where it's like, yeah, if you are vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask but please wear a mask you know if you haven't been and it's like how are you gonna ask an employee to enforce that as opposed to like having like a state or federal or like community sense of like oh well yeah some people are vaccinated but we're all gonna like have the symbol of us wearing masks just because that's our norm of the community it's not super surprising how the rest of how we've dealt with uh covid that it's like okay so we're just gonna leave it now to random minimum wage <laughs> um employees to enforce business by business yeah I, I mean i feel like it's not even that because i feel like there's an understanding that no this isn't gonna get invor- enforced yeah like no one believes believes in it sometimes i feel like i'm living what i read news articles or like Um, What are not entomologists? Those are the bug people. What are the disease people scientists called? Epidemiologists. The epidemiologists. Like sometimes I feel like I'm living out now what the epidemiologists were like talking about like a year ago or six months ago. I remember, you know, like them saying, oh, yeah, even if all the adults in the U.S. are vaccinated, uh, there's so many kids and so many people under 18. So, you know, that's going to be something to think about. Or should we make um, being vaccinated a requirement for being in public life and going to public buildings and, you know, how is that going to work? So I feel like we're now actually living where it would make sense for places to start requiring people to be vaccinated to participate. And I don't really know how that's also being enforced on the same way like mask enforcement isn't really being enforced. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, vaccination rates have kind of stagnated a lot in the past month. And I don't really know, I don't know if it's a good idea to have it be required and enforced, but I feel like it might be a good idea to have it heavily incentivized. Like if you get vaccinated, you get a free ice cream cone (laughs) (laughs) or something like really silly like that. Like, you know, we're all excited to go back to the movies and like AMC theaters is offering, you know, half price movie tickets on Friday nights to everyone who can show that they've been vaccinated. 
like that kind of thing. Yeah, that would do it for me. And I think it's sad that that would do it for me. I mean, like, are you still working at a at a like institute of higher learning, like a college kind yes. of place? Yes. And they require you have to get a tuberculosis vaccine to be around school people. Do they not? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like at, at a certain point, I hope that the COVID vaccine becomes like that, where it's like, oh, to teach at a school or to be living in a dorm or, you know, in a congregate setting, uh, there are all these vaccines people need to get. And that would be nice, too. And now I'm thinking like, yeah, we do have an anti-vax problem also. But it doesn't seem like a big ask, but because we make it like well, we're not going to pay you to get the vaccine or to like cancel your student debt or like a whole lot of easier things that don't even need to be linked to a vaccine. But they're certainly not going to do that to incentivize you getting the vaccine. Then I'm like, well, yeah, maybe a free donut is the best we can offer. Yeah, because I feel I feel like um, I don't have a very high level of optimism about the ability of people to stick to their deeply held convictions. Like, I feel like the uh, the Trump era kind of disabused me of any notion that like people's stated beliefs can be relied upon to like actually predict how they will live in the world, which is why I feel like anti-vaxxers, if provided with even a slight incentive to get vaccinated, I feel like they'll probably just do it. Yeah, I guess... Then the, like, question is, like, do you listen to what the people's stated belief are that even they don't believe? Like, how do you know what to offer? Do you ignore what they're saying and just offer things and hope and hope? Yeah, I just think you you give them incentives and then they'll abandon their, <laughs> their anti-vax stance, which I think that in many cases the anti-vax stance has less to do with, like, sincerely held vaccine skepticism mm -hmm. and more to do with political alignment whether they're part of the red team or the blue team. Mm -hmm. And I think I think people will um people will abandon that if they feel like there's something in it for them. Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe people will just refuse free donuts, free uh if they go to a, a CVS then they get like a voucher for fifty percent off a purchase over twenty dollars or or whatever. Like I don't know, maybe that's not a, a, a fun enough incentive, but I don't know, maybe like free tickets to Six Flags or <laughs> I don't know, something like big and splashy that they can make commercials about that'll just like get people thinking like, hey, all I have to do is get vaccinated and I get a free Chipotle burrito. In fact, yeah. have Chipotle give out the vaccine <laughs> just so you can walk in, get your vax, get your burrito. I don't know. I'm not in charge of this and that's probably good. You're also hungry, as previously stated. It's true. I haven't decided yet what I'm going to have for dinner. And I don't know. I feel like I'm too hungry to make a good decision about what I'm going to have for dinner. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Anyhow, how um, how are preparations for like the move to Pittsburgh going? Well, I have put all my socks on my bed. Nice. This was a part of a strategy where I was going to put more than my socks on my bed and pack up all my clothes. But what I've done is... Put all my socks on my bed. Um, did you do that today? I did not do it today. I did that. So have you just been sleeping <laughs> on top of socks? I've been sleeping on top of the socks. Huh. Okay. Um, I did do my laundry, so then I added more socks. Yeah, I'm having a hard time breaking down the task of um, packing up my room. So it's still happening. That, yeah. Wish, it's yep. not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, meanwhile, like... um. 
my mom who is going to go stay again to um, help out with childcare at my sister's house for a week. She's going next week. However, she has already packed. She, she's like going and throughout this week, she's packed slowly in the living room in her suitcase and will be so prepared. I wish that's something I wish I had the capacity to do, but it will probably be a panic packing yeah when i'm packing like for a trip i have like this really detailed checklist of like the things that i need to pack and the time frame in which i should pack them like okay like three days before i should pack this two days before i should pack this and i have this very detailed checklist that i do not observe <laughs> i use the checklist but i just use it all the night before so yeah i guess that's the good news i do i also made a checklist and it was the order of how i wanted to pack things i just gave myself the order i gave myself the timeline and it felt very i was like this is good this is realistic and then and then and then but that's okay that's that's a common theme of my life so um one of the kind of things that's been hanging over my head for quite some time is the fact that we had an unedited backlog of episodes of this show which a peek behind the curtain for the listeners um i am usually the one who edits you have edited a number of episodes but um uh, I don't remember what that number is. It may be one. Uh, it may be two. It's one, <laughs> uh, it's one that I did, one that I offered to do and then backtracked uh, and gave back to you because I was trying to turn in all my papers to graduate college. So it was one, one episode. Yeah, and I don't think it can be denied that one is a number. One and, yep. So that's a number of episodes. Anyhow, um, yeah, so I um, I started using this different app to edit episodes on um, your phone no not on my phone oh you have a mac do mac people refer to things on the computer as apps yeah i mean what do okay. you refer to them as program software yeah i feel like i called them programs when i was using windows i guess but i feel like i don't know i i use i use app to refer to any application whether it be like a phone app or a web app or a Mac app or a Windows app or a what have you. Anyhow. Um, Tell me about the app. The app is called Descript and it's really neat. I don't know if I'm going to use it beyond the free trial, but uh, whereas in a typical podcast editing process, you would like import the files and then you'd see two tracks or more tracks, depending on how many tracks you're using, but like a number of tracks with different like audio waveforms. And then you could like move them around or mute them or trim out part of them. The way Descript works is um, it takes your audio transcribes it and then you edit the podcast by moving around the words in the transcript so like if you see the word um you can just remove the word um or if you're like oh this whole section where we talk about this i want to get rid of that so you just like backspace it or highlight it all and delete like you would in a google doc or something like that um and I don't know. It's pretty cool. So huh. uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it, but I think that's one of the reasons why there was such a short gap between uh, the release of, I think, episodes 33 and 34 of the show. That was because um, for episode 34, I decided, let's try this Descript thing. So I had a shiny new toy that I was playing with, and it was pretty easy to get the hang of, but I don't know. That was just the thing that I uh, wanted to mention. I don't know if talking about the podcast on the podcast is too inside baseball, but... No, no, it's not. That's very – see, what this unlocks again in me is the human desire to go back and transcribe the chapter titles were so good. How how accurate would you say the um, Descript transcriptions are when it's just like turning the audio into words? 
Like how good a maybe ninety percent. That's so good. Yeah, it like you have to go through and and fix things and maybe change sentence structure. It also has functionality to detect multiple speakers and figure out the different voices and say, okay, person number one is saying this line and then person number two is saying this next line. That wasn't really necessary with the file I was working on because you and I have split audio files that we import. But if you were to do something like say take an old episode of the chapter titles were so good, the Harry Potter podcast that I used to do with um with my friends Peter and Tom. Um, if you were to take that and put it in, then I I think it could probably just transcribe it and separate out different voices. And then you could just specify, oh, the person you've detected as speaker one is Mr. Tom. The person you've detected as speaker two is regular Tom. Uh, and speaker three is the Peter. Um, and then it could uh, apply that and you, you'd just go through and, and make fixes to it. And one of the reasons I was looking at it is because I want to consider maybe using it for the next season of The Moment, which is a much more complicated edit than the one we do on this show. And that mm-hmm. that involves more like moving sections around and so i think like the text-based editing system could could work for me and could also allow me to provide transcripts like i could i could in theory and maybe i will i'll uh, put up a transcript for the uh episode of social distance warriors that i just posted today which was the 34th episode yeah i'll, I'll see if i could do that just put up that transcript i don't think it's something i want to commit to doing all the time but i think mm-hmm. that you know a lot of podcasts that have large audiences uh, probably ought to put transcripts out for both for accessibility and for searchability. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quickly looked up Descript and what's sad that I think you mentioned is that it's like a subscription software. So it's like every month you pay for it as opposed to buying it outright, which I guess is the model that a lot of things do now. Yeah, I, I would I would much prefer like a one time purchase um, and for that reason, like, I don't think I'm going to stay past the free trial that I did, but it could be that ne- when I get around to starting season four at the moment, I can have like a two month period where, all right, I'm going to do all of my Descript stuff. Cause one of the things you can do with it that that's also kind of handy is if you're like a really persnickety perfectionist, you can start the project in Descript and do all of, do a lot of the editing in Descript and then export that to another program. Like I use Logic, which is Apple's professional quality audio editing workspace software thingy, where you can do like more complicated mastering or other like tweaks, which is, um, I spend a lot of time tweaking. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you. I say this with a lot of amazement. Like, because you tell me the you have for the moment, they go in different stages. <laughs> Are they colors? No, they're, they're based on like the stages of like software development and release. Like, um, so I have alpha, beta, home- and then gold. Okay. They're the home stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I think I, I could easily do the alpha and some of the beta stuff in Descript and then export it to Logic and then do the gold stuff in Logic. Okay. Editing Tom can edit out when I quietly whispered home stuff. <laughs> no, never. After you said <laughs> alpha and beta. Yeah, gold doesn't gold doesn't apply. There's <laughs> Yeah, that's then then we're into Pokemon. There's no Homestuck Gold. No, although that's a good um good name for a fan adventure. <laughs> Homestuck Gold. Yeah, so that's my podcast editing software plug. That's amazing. I I'm not going to say anymore cuz I'm just very very basic with um using a lot of programs. I've been uh spending my time trying to make my very first um AMV Ooh. like animated fan video for <laughs> a very 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 basic one because my laptop if I try and do too much my laptop just closes out the program and <laughs> like sometimes you can flip a video 
clip to like go backwards or go fast. It's like if I do anything too fancy, my laptop says no, deny it, and it closes the program. But yeah, um, so I I just am on a very basic level. So hearing about what else is out there is very exciting to me. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, you know, I ha- I have created my first AMV. I did that this year, this past year. Um, I created an AMV featuring the Taylor Swift song Illicit Affairs and the anime Mobile Suit Gundam 08 MS Team. And it was just a, a project that occurred to me and I, I knocked, it's not very good. I knocked it out in like an hour. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a very joyful thing, I feel like, fan videos. Yeah, you know, I'm working on a more sophisticated project, um, a more like detailed and uh, one as well, like a Doctor Who fan vid. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking I might actually do that in Descript because you can also do video stuff in Descript. And I don't know, the, the text-based use of Descript makes it easier to like associate clips of the video with words which can make it easier to get like a broad view of the project as you're working. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I've already done a bunch of work in Logic, uh, in Final Cut Pro. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll for whenever this episode gets posted, I'll say for accountability, I'm trying to do a Let's Make a Music song to a Revolutionary Girl Utena uh, episode. The only tie-in of which is the song is uh, I Told You That I Was Not a Slug but I lied and there's an episode (laughs) and there's an episode of the show where um, one of the main characters, um, she keeps snails in her pencil case. That's, that's it. That's the inspiration. Um, And I think it's very funny and it's also a very short song. So I'm hoping I'll be able to have that exist. I just listened to that episode of let's make a music today. Hey, I have been binge listening (laughs) through the archive of that show. Yeah, I was going to compliment Let's Make a Music and diss our own podcast by saying um, I was talking to a friend recently about how impressed we were that they very consistently kind of keep their episodes at like 25 to 35 minutes. And it's like very short episodes, um, very consistently. And we were just very impressed by that. Well, if if that's (laughs) if that's what we want to aim for, then maybe we should wrap up soon. (laughs) I know, <laughs> but I have more I want to talk about because I said I said I was going to talk about a sensory deprivation. Oh yes, tell me about your episode. sensory deprivation. And then and then I never I never found a way to slide it in there, and now here we are, thirty minutes in. No, yeah, you but... mess you messaged me telling me that you had thoughts on sensory deprivation tanks. Is that what you said? That's what I said. That's um what I was going in with is that I now before it was just like pros and cons should I do it now I'm kind of all in but the new city I'm moving to and many cities across America offer sensory deprivation tanks and I think I want to try it I read somebody's post like who had worked at one and I'm just a very easily influenced person so then I was like ah yes I could do that. Um, but yeah, I guess much like with cicadas, I feel like when I bring up sensory deprivation tanks, I, I kind of have to like, what's your vibe when you hear that? Is that something where you think you could see yourself in your life trying or is it something where like it would be equivalent to like solitary confinement hell for you? What's your take? I mean, I don't really know that much about it. Uh, it is something that I have have thought I might try at some point though. I don't really know much about like how long people tend to use it for or what the actual practical experience of it is like or what even like the proposed 
benefits or risks are or whether those proposed benefits or risks are actually supported by science. But my interest in it primarily has to do with the notion that it just kind of seems like a cool thing to do, like a cool idea to just like deprive yourself of of senses. Yeah. (laughs) Don't need them. Honestly, yeah, that's that's my main thing, because I, I feel like there's a world out there of like really hardcore. Uh, maybe they have a name for themselves, like sensory deprivationers um, who, who do it as like a regular thing. But um, for me, the interest and in, from, again, this person who worked there's description, it's like about the length and price of like getting a massage would be mm. Um and usually, like, newcomers, they recommend you do, like, a half-hour session. They also have 60-minute or 90-minute sessions as well. And it's very, very, like, salty water, which is also of interest to me because that makes it so it's, like, very, very difficult. You wouldn't sink in it. Um, So me, who has a fear of drowning, <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, this is... <laughs> good water that doesn't want to sink you and take you back and is evil so you're floating in water that's yeah you're float you're floating in like very floatable water and you kind of again with a massage you're like undressed to your level of comfort um like legit sensory deprivation tank places will give you easy access to like showers before and after if you want, you're not locked into a tank uh, for those 30 minutes. So it's like you undress, you can wear a swimsuit or whatever to your level of comfort, and then you're in your tank. But immediately after or whenever you want, you can get out and, and wash off, which is also nice. Um, the benefits that people describe is that like it can have some help for not as a like, ah, this will solve all your problems kind of thing. But like, if you have tense muscles or like spine kind of problems, they say it can help relax to just like float for a a little bit because you're not like uh, using your muscles. And you kind of like your body is like not getting the normal sensory input. So it's just like, you can kind of have some interesting experiences, like feeling like you are floating in infinite space, even though you're in a very tiny space, because your brain is just like, I don't know, (laughs) it's, there's nothing. So I guess it's everything. And that kind of, that kind of appeals to me, that kind of like being kind of alone with your own thoughts, and not having pressure to kind of do anything for a little bit amount of time. What if you're like terrified of your own thoughts, though? I know. See, that's again, (laughs) that is half of the people that I talk to are like, no, because I am my own worst enemy. And that does not sound like a good time. Whereas for me, like the experience of going to get a haircut or going to the dentist and they like try and ask me about my day or try and like have a chit chat conversation with me. Like that's my (laughs) that's my existential nightmare. Are you at all worried that like you'll you'll go into the sensory deprivation tank for 30 minutes or whatever and then you'll come out and a million years will have passed <laughs> or like you'll be in an alternate universe where only people who have been in sensory deprivation tanks are while back in the real world a doppelganger of you will come out and go about the rest of your life on your behalf? I mean like <laughs> Yes, but I feel like that's also like the risk you take when you like go into a movie theater or a musical theater show for an hour and a half. 
Like you're in a dark room for away from the outside world for a very long time. And who knows? That is <laughs> the risk you take. I suppose. Yeah. I also, man, I really want to see a musical anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's a musical coming to movie theaters. In the height, oh, in, are we gonna, in the heights. Are we gonna do are we gonna do a plug for Lin Manuel Miranda? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I might I might go see yeah. that because I haven't I haven't seen a movie in a theater in a long time, and um, I don't know maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, that's the good one. There, I I think they also just if I can be snobby, musical theater for a second. They just um, released a trailer for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Oh, okay. That not only did I not watch, but I hate. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what I think. So uh, that's my anti-musical recommendation. They also just released a trailer for Tick Tick Boom, oh, which is directed by I haven't even seen Miranda. That. Nice, that's better. Two two movie recommendations and one <laughs> petty. Don't see this, but yeah, I'm gonna try and. Um, no, I'm not. I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh anyway. I'm gonna recommend to my parents that they see In the Heights because they liked it when um, they saw the Hamilton broadcast. Mm. So I will recommend this one to them. When are you moving to Pittsburgh? When? It is going to be July. So less than a month from now. Oh, so I, I think In the Heights comes out like next week. Oh, so. All right. <laughs> it may even actually already be out. I don't know. No, it came out yesterday. No, it uh, comes out next week. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the listener uh, listening to this in an unspecified future point is going to love that. Well, it is It is showing today at several several cinemas near me, so nice anyhow okay yeah that was that was my gotta talk about it uh (laughs) i've accomplished i've accomplished that we did explore sensory deprivation tanks we did we did um do we want to talk about action items yes we can talk about action items there were two last week there were two i wrote them down okay i did not so what were they (laughs) or i did write them down but i do not have the written yeah anyhow um (laughs) i don't have it to hand um learn a poem by heart play the snowbound blood visual novel okay did you do either of these did one of them and it was (laughs) play the snowbound blood visual novel uh i did not learn a poem by heart yeah you seemed uh, you seemed skeptical about your ability to do that i know um now i i told you a one-word poem last time we recorded do you remember that one-word poem i do well what what is it it was light L-G-H-G-H-T. Yeah, so... By Aram Serum. Yeah, so you remember that. Okay, I'll... Did you learn learn that by heart? I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it down, so no. And okay. I'm reading it, and in the case of if I am tested on this ever again, uh, I'll have it in front of me. I tried to memorize a an Emily Dickinson poem. I think I, I, think I have it down, but I don't know. I'm kind of shaky on the second stanza. Okay. The moon is distant from the sea, and yet with amber hands, she leads him docile as a boy along appointed sands. Uh, she, she, she never misses a degree obedient to her eye. He goes just so far... Toward the town just so far goes away. Oh, senor, thine the amber hand and mine the distant sea, obedient to the least command that I impose on me. Okay, yeah, I got it. Nice. I think I got it. Anyhow, um, yeah, uh, I did not uh, play Snowbound Blood because I wanted to read Vastar before I played it because it, I know it's based on Vastar and I started reading Vastar and I haven't gotten very far into it. Nice. Yeah. I feel like there's a pattern of um, <laughs> of our action items where you don't do mine and I don't do yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we've <laughs> yeah it's more like a statement of personal intention than anything 
but maybe that's okay. <laughs> I don't feel bothered. I mean, you you did very nicely um, do a gesture towards mine, whereas I would sit as I tried to fall asleep and think about what it would mean to memorize a poem for this and then not do it. But I think it's okay. Yeah, if if yeah, I think it's fine. You thought about it. <laughs> I, th- I, I I think like yeah, with the action items, we get what we need out of it and put that out into the world. And if we the us do it and if we the listeners who i am not mm -hmm, if they get something out of it then that's good as well and that's and that's where i settle okay get a little abstract with the pronouns there but i think it makes sense (laughs) oh yeah okay i (laughs) i don't know how to make this an action item anyway do we have any action items for uh, it's, it sounds like you do, but you're struggling with it. <laughs> I'm struggling with it. Yeah. Um, I got my diploma in the mail and they wrote very fancy on it. Okay. And they they wrote, know all ye by these presents that my name, Rat, having completed the blah, 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 blah. But what got to me was they wrote it so fancy and they said ye in this, the year 2021. Yeah. They said ye. Ye. And... So I guess if I've got an action item to put out there, it's write something very fancy and, you know, like fancy writing, like bubble, bubble letters or something. Um, mm, okay. And use some use some old fashioned language. Use some old. And give it to somebody. Oh, okay. Give it to somebody. All right. Give a card to somebody. <laughs> give a card to somebody. Okay, I could do that. But make it fancy. A fancy card. Um, okay, my action item that I'm going to suggest is to um, move an item of furniture in your home to a different location. This. Because where, wherever it is now, not good enough. Got to be somewhere else. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I think that's it. So I think we should wrap this up. Okay. My sub action item for you specifically is to uh, get yourself some food after this. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. No use putting it off. Okay. So until next time, we will all stay distant. And we shall also all go the distance. I told you that I.